Welcome to episode 8 of the Asa podcast. I'm your host Chuck Duru and on today's episode I was joined by Leicester Riders forward Josh Ward-Hibbert as we discussed his career to date. Josh has had a really interesting career being a two-sport athlete having played basketball and tennis as a junior before decided to pursue a career in tennis and then ultimately returning back to basketball in 2016. In today's episode we spoke about his junior basketball career as one of the most promising junior talents in the country having represented England at youth level, making the switch to tennis and winning the Australian Open Junior Doubles title in 2012, why he ends up returning to basketball and signing with his childhood club Derby Trailblazers in NBL Division 1, his time at Leicester Riders and Loughborough University and much much more. Josh is a really talented player, you know, um, I've known him for years and it was really interesting to hear that he you know, came back from playing tennis at quite a, quite a high level as a junior to end up, you know, playing for the Leicester Riders and making the return to basketball full time. Um, so it's really interesting to get, you know, his take on on his career and and you know really address some of the, I guess, some of the stories that have been floating around about, you know, his decision to come back and why he went to Leicester, etc., etc. But um, yeah, it was a really good episode. Um, hope you all enjoy it. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Again, I'm appreciating all the feedback and all the support. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Josh, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all good, man. I'm all good, man. How's the how's the lockdown treating you? Uh, treating me as good as everyone else, I think. I mean, it's boring, but you know, <laughs> stay safe at these times, and you know, just do what we can do. Yeah, no, I hear that, man. I hear that. Um, hopefully, you know, by the time this comes out, you know, we're at least allowed to, you know, get back in the courts and like start playing basketball indoors, man. Yeah, I think that's like feel like that's the thing like especially like you know basketball's um you know my you know, one of my big focuses right now and obviously the whole thing kind of been taken away like so it's kind of like a big big part just gets taken away and there's not really much to fill it with like elsewhere so i think that's probably the hardest part like there's not a really another outlet to you know to massively like use like that so i've obviously got fitness in it but it's not really the same as you know being out on court and you know getting out getting out day to day yeah, no, for real, man, for real. I was I was speaking to one of my boys the other day and we were just saying literally like that first, you know, five on five is going to be absolute horseshit, man. Horseshit, <laughs> yeah, horror Whenever show. Whenever horror... back in. <laughs> that's going to be terrible. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it though, even though that's, it's going to be like, there's definitely going to be some bad times. I'm not sure like, everyone in like their respective leagues, like wherever that, I'm not sure like what everyone, every country's planning. Mm. I don't know what like the PBR was planning to do, but... Uh, no, when team practices when they get when they get back started like they'll be a they'll be fun they'll yeah. definitely be fun. interesting I think interesting's a word yeah no no doubt man no doubt um, but yeah thanks for coming on today um, let's start with this season um, you know for anyone that doesn't know uh, Josh plays at the Leicester Riders um, I think it's your fourth season this year yes right? yeah yeah um so yeah let's talk about this season how do you feel your season went for you uh individually and then for your team um tough one uh i think it's, it's definitely like just to recap the season i think it's hard to recap the the season as a whole you know like everyone's especially with how the our, our season was kind of set up you know with, with the um like cup and trophy early on and the regular season not till you know after I think we played. I think we played one game before New Year. So, to be honest, I think uh, as a club, I think we were maybe like just over half games played in the season. So we kind of still had like you know quite a few games um, to you know to play. So as a team, um, it's kind of kind of hard to fully you know put into put into words exactly you know how it is, especially like when there's no finish line put on it. You know you, we don't know how it would have happened if you know the the whole season would have finished and then went into playoffs and all that. But yeah. um, just as a feeling-wise, like feeling-wise, I, feel, I, I felt I felt good with the team. Uh, I think everyone was, you know, everyone was playing playing well. We got, you know, a lot of, uh, we had a lot of strong, strong forces on our team yeah. in all different areas, I felt, you know, we had some offensive threats, some guys that could uh, zone in on defence. Um, you know, we had, we had a lot of, a lot of different uh, firepower. So, yeah. I, I, was, I was pretty confident going into most games and, I would have said, you know, finishing off the season or if, you know, if, if we didn't stop, if someone asked me kind of on the last game how you're feeling for the rest of the season type, 
uh, I would have been pretty, feeling pretty good, you know. I feel, like I said, the team was good. I've got confidence in my team. You know, I enjoy playing with these guys. We all enjoy going to training every day. Um, so I would think it would have been a good journey and uh, I would have liked to think that we would have um, took out a couple couple victories as well with that. So yeah. unfortunately, we didn't get to finish it. I mean, like I said, I don't really know what's, uh, what's going to happen in the future, like whether, you know, what happens. So... Unfortunately, we couldn't uh, carry that on as normal. But whatever happens, I think we just, um, I just I just gotta be ready for uh, I guess the next stage, like whether that be you know finishing the season or just moving on to next season, whatever it may be. Yeah. And yeah. I, on a personal standpoint, you know, I'm relatively I'm relatively you know happy. I think everybody I think everybody always wants more. So yeah. I I wouldn't say you know like you know I was happy with my performances. I think everybody. There's always always things you could have done better at uh, any give, you know given times where it'd be games or something. But uh, I had a better season probably on paper than maybe some of my seasons before. Um, but I think the bigger thing for me is probably just uh, you know making sure I'm doing the right things. You know, just working hard and putting the right things into my game that I need to. Make sure on the court I'm doing the right things. Yeah, no, I feel that man. I feel that obviously with the BBL coming to a you know an abrupt end. You know, like every league. It's interesting because, you know, you're looking at the table, um, you know, Leicester, you guys, I think you had four losses, you had eight, yeah. eight wins, you know, the top team at the top uh, in terms of points was Glasgow with mm-hmm. three losses. The, I personally think the BBL was as open as it as it's ever been you know, or has been in the last yeah. few years, you know, you've got yourselves always a contender, Newcastle, you know, always a contender. You know, I had Kofi Josephs on at the beginning um, on my first episode. And he reckons Worcester would have would have won something. You know, they won the cup. They said he feels that they would have won something else. So yeah. it's just it's it's interesting, like, and it's kind of annoying, you know, that the, you know Corona came and and took what yeah. looks like one of the most competitive BBL seasons in in recent history. Um, so let's start at the beginning then. Um, you know, you're a you're a two sport athlete, um, as some people might know. Um, Let's start with with basketball. So, how did you get into basketball? Uh, through my brother, to be honest. Uh, well, yeah, through my brother and probably my, you know, my dad. Like my dad played when he was uh, when he was growing up and uh, into when he was an adult. So, I guess you know, basketball is kind of something that he enjoys. So, you know, casually seen on TV and stuff like that. I'll be going down to some of his games and stuff. And then participation wise, really though, just my brother, like. After that, my you know my, my brother's three years older than me. My brother got into it, and I think just normally like families like you know they stick together. So like whenever my brother was going to a training or whatever, I think I was going to I was going to them whether I was just watching or like doing whatever. And to be honest, a lot of the times, probably growing up, a lot of my uh, basketball was probably through my brother. Um, yeah. Whether it was just you know while he was practicing, I uh, try and get in like on a side basket or whatever. Um, I remember growing up in. Uh, Derby Trailblazers like No Baker there used to be like one like the practice facility for the Derby Trailblazers and there was a uh, like a it's like in a school you know most schools are like a sports hall and then like a like, like a studio type yeah, like, yeah. A, like a yeah there was another studio room so a lot of the times I was just you know just getting all shots when I could um, and then when I got probably a bit older and a little bit stronger um, I started joining in with probably some of my brother's practices uh, with some of the older team and then the last Pretty much, how I was mostly involved with basketball, and then everything kind of just grew from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you. You know, um, I don't know if you remember, but I think the first time I played against you was like Midnight Madness uh, boot camp a few years ago, and like I'd heard about you. You know, from you know as you do like with run the scene and stuff, and like you yeah. were quite a you were quite a tall, um, quite a big kid. If I'm yeah, sure, you know what I mean like yeah, so. Okay. You know, when I when I did play against you, you know, I always thought like, oh, this kid's good, this kid's kid's nice. Um, and then um, appreciate that, though. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, nah, listen, I give credit where it's due. You know, credit where it's due. You had quite a decorated uh, junior career. You know, before you, you know, you temporarily left the sport. You know, playing. Uh, yeah. uh, you played for the national team. Yeah, national teams. Uh, national team sixteens. Um, did national team eighteens when I. Like it's when I was seventeen in like the Harris tournament. Yep. Uh, got and then did like basketball without borders. Um, like the like camp. So that that was yeah. So I did a didn't do a couple couple good things to be honest. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, man. Do you feel like basketball in England goes downhill after you turn eighteen? 
Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's so many things like based on that, which so it's like, a, I guess it's a tough thing to just give a single answer. But I think it, the, the obvious answer is obviously yes, because of obviously like if you're looking at um, like America, obviously you've got, you know, the college, colleges out there, you know, the Duke, Kentucky's and that, like we haven't really got anything, uh, you know, on that on that level type thing. But for me, p- particularly, I think it's, it's a bit more difficult for me to say just because I left, I kind of left basketball before I hit that kind of like uh, 18 point. Yeah. And like obviously, I returned kind of after that. So that kind of whole um, little gap in that middle is, is something that, you know, I kind of miss. But I've kind of jumped into, obviously, I've jumped into um, Leicester Rider, Rider situation. And with that, I've um, been studying at Loughborough University as well. Yeah. And I've I've never been out to a college in America, so I think it's like I say, it's, this is just speaking from my opinion. But Lovery's got one of the one of the best situations um, for for basketball, probably in the country. I mean, probably one of the top top five for sure. Yeah. I'm sure people are always going to argue. Um, maybe their place is better, but I think everyone can agree it's definitely top five. It's got yeah. you know the facilities. Uh, it's got good. Um, it's got progression to like different places, as in like there's a place where you can start younger uh, with like Leicester Riders camps. You know they've got the um, Charnwood Charnwood setup as that you know the academy. They've got the university, you know, and obviously got the Leicester Riders all kind of interlinked. So I think it's one for me just from, from the out, obviously inside Leicester, but then looking at the outside, it's definitely you know it's got to be one of the top five uh, organizations or whatever in the in the country. Um, but like I say, you know, what I mean, I've never been to. Haven't been, haven't been to any other, so yeah. you know I'm not not trying to knock anything out. Just you know the situation I'm currently in. I think they're definitely doing something right. Um, but it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Like yeah, America's got such a such a such a prestige to it. Um, like the co- through the college routes and that, and they've grown things to such like a crazy like a crazy rate. Like imagine Loughborough University playing like University of East London in front of what like Duke and Kentucky play like yeah like 15-20,000 people exactly, like, on Sky Sports like <laughs> it's not even can't, like, can't, even, can't even think about it but I yeah. mean, that yeah. would be crazy I think that that would obviously push push you know probably more kids to stay stay around but mm. it's a difficult one that I don't think it's going to ever be changed shortly I think it's going to take a while and well, whatever they're going to have to do to improve the 18 plus it's gonna it's gonna be a long long road yeah and I, and I agree with you I think looking at like you know other countries I feel like I've always said like Bucks I feel like is a an area where the UK could hasn't really maximized the potential in terms of being able to offer you know particularly American students uh, who have graduated <laughs> another opportunity to sort of play at a decent level um, yeah I think it's almost an untapped market in a sense that could there be you know something maybe not to the degree of you know the NCAA but could there be some room to kind of grow Bucks basketball you know parallel to the BBL parallel to Division 1 or parallel to both um, like it has been in the past and just create almost like a a Wednesday league you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah I think uh, I wouldn't know enough about uh quite a lot of things to be able to probably put in a, a educate an educated kind of opinion but just of what I've seen um I think it is possible I mean obviously the money is obviously a massive factor for yeah, everything whether they've got whether like the every university has got the money for facilities training players or you know if, if it is bringing people from America as some like obviously universities doing like you know they've got to be able to whether um sort them out with maybe whether it's uh, education or co- accommodation mm. um, if it is obviously like pushing up as you're saying like getting it maybe to a higher place like to, would that then include uh also paying people you know what i mean like who uh, who knows i'm not sure how like all that stuff would work but i think i think i think there is i think you know there's it's, it's been shown that there has been some you know good good players to play the bbl but also play books so mm. It's shown that like good good players and level can be put out onto you know books matches. I think it's made repeating that. So you know there's a lot of a lot of universities have the same um, 
saying you know players money facilities and all that stuff and yeah i guess then it then it would be a lot about uh you know getting it places as well whether whether you know streaming it tv whatever it be just you know making it more making it seen a bit more some places you go like been at Loughborough a couple of times we've we've had some decent crowds yeah. um sometimes sometimes our crowds haven't been crazy sometimes you go somewhere else the crowds aren't crazy like yeah, i think yeah. getting something getting a bigger fan base uh would would uh would help would help a lot yeah no no doubt man no doubt so yeah let's uh let's go to you know your tennis career i only found out you know you even played tennis around the time when you came back to derby i'm a lot of people don't know but i'm a massive tennis fan like i grew up watching a lot of tennis like around the time when Federer came on the scene uh, many, many years ago. Like, my nan was a big McEnroe fan, so I used to watch a lot of tennis and still do. So yeah, I'm, I'm like particularly interested in like, you know, experiences playing tennis um, and how you got into tennis. Same thing really, like, uh, well, just with, like my brother, like my brother, my brother never really like, well, played like crazy amounts, but I think uh, my brother, you know, just went down to the park a bit and, you know, we, we played a little bit and, it was one of them things that we just kind of, kind of enjoyed a little bit, and then just you know kept doing it. And then I think from a, from a quite early age, I was you know picked up, um, you know by coaches and um, like spotted by coaches from like the uh, I guess, like the national the national team coaches, I guess. So I think it was kind of like in the system from you know quite quite a young age. And once you're in the system, and that is uh, yes, it's, you just you, you're in it, you know. So you just kind of just go goal by goal, you know, firstly, like, you're under 10s or whatever, you're trying to finish this high under 10s, next thing, same thing under 11, 12s, and you just, you, you just kind of just keep going, keep building, keep pushing until, like, next thing you know, you're, you know, playing junior grand slams and mm. playing pro, pro events and stuff. You know, one of the, I guess, one of the highlights of your of your tennis career was, you know, you played in the Australian Junior Open. Um, yeah, correct. With yeah. your boy Liam Brody. Yeah, Brody. Um, Shout out. <laughs> um, let's talk about that then. Um, so I was looking at the, you know, the bracket as you might. Mm-hmm. I noticed that you, you ended up, you faced and beat uh, Nick Krigos. Um, yeah. Who I don't know for anybody who's not maybe not a tennis fan. Nick's a professional, probably like a. I think he's ranked has been ranked as high as the top twenty um, in the ATP. Um, known for being a bit of a bit of a wanker. <laughs> uh, I you gotta know. say, you know what? Curiously, he's cool. You get, I think he gets a bad stick, but yeah, I got respect for him. You know, I got respect for him. You know, I mean, he's he is who he is. He ain't trying to be like anybody else or nobody yeah. else. So I got, I can respect that. Yeah, I, I like him, man. I think he's he's animated. You know, I say wanker, yeah, but it's sure. not. I think just because yeah, some of us, you know, he's been disciplined a fair bit over the last few years for this and that. Yeah. Um, but he's a he's entertaining, man. He's he's a hilarious guy to watch um, and he's pre- and he's pretty good he's really good um, yeah he, uh, he, 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 he definitely can play yeah um, so what was it what was the Australian Open like then um, as a whole like obviously the experience um, of you know doing quite well in it obviously makes everything better but yeah it was, you know it was, it was a great experience um, Australia is like it's a it's great place like this is the only time I've been to Australia so mm. you know just just Obviously, get <clears throat> getting out to Australia and being there is something that you know probably a lot of people that I know you know haven't even done. So um, blessed for that. And to be honest, I I loved Australia. The weather was always good. Like, it's always sunny. Uh, I mean, we're, we're in for obviously Melbourne for us, so that was massive city. So there's everything to do and anything to do you can obviously do it do it as you please. And especially around the around the you know the open kind of time. There's massive clout behind the, the tennis and the open so there is definitely a there's definitely a little bit of buzz being a tennis player in Australia you know kind of around that time and being able to you know play in the tournament as well to say you're actually playing in it is a it's, it's cool man it's, it's cool I had a great experience and I travelled with my coach Dan Keenan uh, when I was training out outside tennis obviously playing doors with Liam Brody so it's honestly like it was great we You've been playing tennis every day, you know, something you love, getting to compete at the highest level, playing some of the best people in the world for your age. Um, and just eating good every day, man. Ate good every day. <laughs> Very important. Every day, yeah. So, so how does it work in terms of the, the juniors? Because I know for the men's, you know, you get, I think you get paid 
to qualify you get paid when you qualify and then you get paid a, a bit every round you last is it the same for the juniors or is it right well no so for the juniors there there isn't there's not like prize money in the in the tournaments right. and then depend depending on like and especially nowadays you know american college for tennis even now you know it's becoming more and more of a um like a like a wanted journey you know i think mm. people used to turn turn pro probably uh, a little bit quicker i think and going to college kind of I think maybe 20 years ago or so kind of gave the impression that maybe you weren't taking tennis as seriously no more if you understand. Obviously going to college and basketball is still on that journey but I think tennis kind of had a different had a different feel to it but now um, especially going to college is a massive thing like mm. there's been so many people that have come out from American college to go on and be professional tennis players and yeah. obviously it's a, it's a massive journey so based with that you obviously you're not allowed to turn professional or make any money before you go to college so a lot of juniors will um you know forego things like that to ensure that they remain el- eligible to go to america right so yeah so it's more is juniors are more based upon point point system so same as same as a manager just without the uh, just without the prize money in the actual tournaments right so did you ever consider you know going down the college tennis route or was it always a um, going pro yeah um, I'm not not everybody does know this but yeah I was really uh, my debate to go pro or to go college route was like heavily like it was very tight like I wasn't really sure which one exactly I wanted to wanted to do I didn't know which one exactly would be best for my tennis um, I had a lot of offers from a lot a lot of unis um, but yeah and I actually ended up signing uh, well I ended up saying I, I was interested to go to Texas A&M um, but under under the agreement, you know, I was kind of wasn't still wasn't sh- sure if I wanted to go college or go pro. But I ended up going pro in the end. Um, and you know, the coach at Texas A&M, Steve Denon, he was super cool with it. Like you know, he, he understood like where my decision was at, where my head was at. Wished me the best. Um, but yeah, if I did go to college, yeah, I would have been a would have been an Aggie at Texas A&M. Mm. And I guess if you were. Were you still playing basketball, you know, like recreationally at the time? Um, nah, not really, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I played maybe once in the summer with my brother and a couple of my friends. But to be honest, like, nah, I didn't really want to play too much just because, like, time, like, tennis is, like, such a such a full-on thing. It's a lifestyle. Like, you don't get that much free time generally. So, um the time sometimes you need when you're just like chilling out sometimes you just really you really need just to be resting so there aren't really too much time to be playing basketball but on a couple of my visits so i visit i took my visits to go to america and a couple of them visits uh you know the coaches get to know you and they a lot of them knew that i was uh, you know play basketball a bit of a basketball fan uh so i got to you know see like a lot of their uh, basketball facilities and i got to then you know, i play play on the courts with with playing the practice courts and stuff like that, have a little shoot around, so that was cool. Actual play wise in the middle in the in between there wasn't massive massive amounts of playing for myself. So what made you essentially take the you know, go down the route of being a primarily a doubles player and and why didn't you wanna, you know, do this the singles, I guess? Um I mean to be honest, I I never really took that. I was kinda of playing tennis and I'm sorry, playing double singles and doubles to be honest. But uh it's kind of you just you're normally you you well not normally but I chose to play both you know I, I like I like playing doubles I like playing singles um, so you just play you kind of just go go to most tournaments and you can I sign it I I play both so I play the singles and the doubles right um, in the so in the the Australian Open obviously like I won the I won the doubles and lost quarterfinals of the singles um, so it's kind of just like that for probably most of my career there wasn't there wasn't many tournaments where I'd go there and not play singles or doubles if I was going to a tournament I would almost always play both uh I'd say I just had you know I just had a a knack knack for doubles uh early on I think singles may be a bit more competitive um I'd say majority of players growing up or whatever uh, singles obviously is a, is a massive focus. Everyone's most people um, focus on singles from a young age. Um, but yeah, so I was very much a singles player. But you know, doubles just 
I don't know. You no, know, I think it just works for you. You kind of understand it, and yeah, you just, you just it just works for you. You understand the game, and as well, I had some good partners as well. I was lucky enough to play with, uh, you know, like Liam Brody and Lloyd Glasspool and Frederick Nielsen, who's a Wimbledon champion. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm lucky enough to play with some good guys. So I think uh, kind of my journey on the doubles court, you know, was a. Uh, I was able to learn from a lot of great players. So I think that that excelled probably my doubles specific learning. No, that's that's fair, man. That's that's interesting, man. You know, I, you know, you meet a lot of, you know, double sport athletes and like you very rarely do you see, you know, guys like yourself who've essentially, you know, been professional in one, been professional in the other, you know. Um so it's just really interesting to hear, you know, that experience. Um so you kind of shocked the world, you know, I guess, in uh, <laughs> with a bas- the UK Basketball Award when you, you know, made a comeback uh, to basketball um, and you signed with Derby Trailblazers, yeah. your, your childhood team in, um, what was it, 2016? 2016? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what made you come back to basketball? Rima, you know, uh, my one of my close friends, Rima Lasalle. Uh, shout out, Rima. I've known him. Yeah, shout out the guy. Um, I've known him since probably like nine, ten or something. And he was out in America, so he, did, you know, did the college route. Um, you know, basketball uh, in in America type thing. And the kind of the same time when I was uh, in this kind of limbo, kind of you know, I wasn't exactly you know sure exactly what my next steps were he was uh, coming back from um, studying in America and playing basketball out there I think he had just finished um, and obviously you know summertime especially you know I was with him quite a bit and I don't know it's kind of like it was like you know if, if you're you know you're around because I hadn't really been around like that you know he, he told me you know he was kind of thinking of possibly playing at Derby and Probably since a young age with with tennis, I'd never been in, you know, uh, you know, my home's Nottingham. I've never been in Nottingham for, you know, a long period of time enough to really, you know, play with a team. Mm. So, you know, with that, I kind of took an opportunity there and just thought, you know, I, I, I love playing basketball. Like even from a young age, like I could never, I could never truly do uh, split basketball to, from tennis. You know, I, I literally I loved them both, and I, I wanted to be on a tennis court or basketball court. Like there was. That was it for me. I just wanted to be on one of them two courts. So an opportunity just to, you know, play basketball and especially play basketball with one of my best mates, like, you know, it kind of was like a no-brainer for me. Like, you know, it's fun. I've got history at Derby. Like, I was at Derby since maybe 13 times. My my brother's been there. My brother's won titles with them. So Mm. everything everything was just right. You know, the team was right. Players on the team was right. So... Timing was good, and so you know, made made the decision you know to go down there and play. And to be honest, like after that, like it was, it was a bit of it was a bit of a crazy, crazy uh, progress, you know. Like obviously, like now being at Leicester, um, I never didn't really didn't really expect, you know, to be here. I never really had a exact plan when it was, you know, when I decided, you know, I'm coming back to coming back to basketball. Um, but yeah, I think it's some sometimes just uh, some things happen and you get you know good balls and you just have to pick them up and run. So. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. So did you feel, um, I guess, any pressure? You know, coming back to basketball, you know, j- making the jump straight back into playing, you know, D one, which yeah. albeit isn't you know the best league in the world, but it's a fairly decent standard as far as England goes. Did you feel yeah. any pressure? Um. You know what? No, I didn't. Uh, especially, you know, at the start, it was. I guess if we go back to like the preseason of Derby, it was kind of, it was straight. Um, I'm I'm a competitive guy in nature, so regardless, I was you know I'm, I'm gonna be competitive in the game situations. But out, except from that, it was kind of you know I was just, I was just happy to be playing and I was I was enjoying it and I just kind of obviously wanted to play like the best I could play, but. At the end of the day, you know, I just kind of, just kind of wanted to play. I'd think, to be honest, the most kind of pressure times came came in, or well, maybe where I felt most nervous was um, kind of when you know we started to do uh, well in the preseason and the you know the early early games of the season. You know, we mm. we won a lot of them, and I guess then it was kind of like, oh, you know what, like 
as a team, like we really, we really could, we really might be able to do something. Like we might, we, we, we you know, we good. Yeah. Um, so that 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 was maybe like the only time, but like even even like saying that like the the club and the, the players like we are, we had a pretty pretty good team uh, as in like guys wise everyone got got along with each other everyone's cool so, <clears throat> so like it wasn't even like saying that it wasn't like for me anyway it wasn't like nervous times it was it was just being able to play basketball with a good group of guys and you know play. Good, good group of competition, and a lot of the times we actually end up, end up winning. So yeah, no, you, I remember that year, man. You lot were good. You lot were good. I think it was you guy in Derby and uh, Northumbria at the you know the yeah. first half of the season. Um, some people yeah. say you know these aren't my words, but some people say you know you and Rima leaving uh, handed the title to Northumbria. But you know uh, we, we won't talk about what ifs. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like I said, like. Um, <laughs> It's not. It's not like the the way exactly. I, like I would want to, but sometimes things like come up and the situation's kind of you know a bit you know too good, and you, you just got you just got take the situation and you know just run with it. So unfortunately, yeah. weren't able to finish out the season. But you know, like I had confidence. I had confidence in that derby team. Like, but a lot. We had a lot of you know good good players and you know a lot of, lot of hungry players. And you know, I feel like if the, if, if the season finished out. Um, you know, I would I would have liked to think we would have been able to uh, hopefully like get a couple a couple more wins and you know who knows. But yeah. did Northumbria they won it that year, didn't they? Northumbria yeah, yeah, they won it that year. Um, yeah. I think they ended up winning the double. They won the league and the cup. Um, but I remember oh. talking to my friend um, who played at Northumbria after they played Ulot. I think Ulot. Actually, I watched the game back at work. Um, I think on the week the day after the game, and he was saying like, "Yo, like this Josh kid, man." Didn't he play tennis? How's he, how's he this good? And like, uh, I think he got beat, beaten by like twenty or points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was a good. They was actually a good game. Like yeah. one of them games. Like it was weird. I think that was probably that was probably the game where I actually, when I thought like as a team like Derby, like oh we could do this, you know, because we played we played a few teams like preseason and you know. Uh, I think that might have only been our maybe our fourth game or so. So, mm. you know, they obviously Northumbria like a good setup, uh, well, great setup they had, and you know they had a lot of like real good players on there, um, you know. So I think they were probably at that point, you know, realistically probably favourites for the for the year, you know. Mm. Uh, so we brought up against them, it was definitely it was like, all right, well, let's you know really find out how we're how we're faring against some of these teams and. One of them, we just went went out there and we kind of played our game, and I think just things just clicked for us. Um, we you know hit some of the right shots at the right time, and yeah, we won the game. Had a decent game. I think you know after that point, it was like, oh, you know what? Maybe really, we we might be able to do all right this year. So you say you felt like you was back? Uh, nah, <laughs> definitely didn't feel like I was back. But you know, I felt like I was. I felt I felt like I was. You know. Yeah, at, at, at a reasonable place, you know, yeah. like I can't, I can't say I'm bad. You know, there's there's so many guys uh, in so many teams that you know have worked hard and um, learned learned their craft. So you know, I've, there's a, there's a way to go at that point, even uh, even as a way to at this point. But you know, definitely at that point, I felt comfortable being on the court with some of you know the better guys mm. you know, in the country. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you know, we've touched on you know your move to Loughborough mid-season. So at that point, were you studying at Loughborough and playing at Derby, and then ended up playing at Loughborough, or did the move come around, uh, kind of centered around your enrolling at Loughborough University? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I was already so when I was playing at Derby, so the start of that season, I, that's when I enrolled at Loughborough University. Right. Um, so I was playing. So I was at Loughborough University studying. Uh, playing at Derby and uh, basketball. Um I was also on the so I was on the like the books on the tennis team. Right. So uh, that so, so that's kind of how that and then I seen so Mark Jaram, head coach of the uh of the Loughborough Loughborough Student Riders and assistant coach of the Leicester Riders. He's uh seen him, you know, a couple of times back and forth from class or something or back from the tennis center. Uh, I've seen Mark and I think uh he started I like a couple of times he seen me, and I guess as as a couple as it got on that you know, 
relative to D1 coaches kind of maybe flew about. I think he started to recognise me. Um, so, you know, we, we got to chatting uh, a couple of times and I, he, didn't, he didn't even know I was studying at Love, bro. Like, he, he, wasn't even, he wasn't even aware of that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's how, that's, how that, that's how that all came about. All right, so hold on. You, so, you were playing tennis for Loughborough and playing basketball mm-hmm. at Derby? Yes. Originally. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, so I'm guessing, so when you signed for Loughborough, um, when you made the move to Loughborough, did that essentially put an end to your tennis? Yeah, I mean, the tennis was, it was in a, it was in a, it was in a tough place already, as in like, you know, I was, Going to going to uni wasn't the initial plan, but you know, like you know how life works and injuries work. Like mm. not everything, not everything. The plan's not always uh, laid out how you want it, and it doesn't always go according to plan. So it was difficult. Uh, like okay, like so you you know you know tennis, and during some of these box matches, um, you know when, when we were playing, like sometimes I had to serve under arm in some of these matches. <laughs> Shit. So, it, so it's, it's it was so you know my tennis was in a in an interesting interesting point and like I said it's one of them you know you put your you, something happens and you just pick up the ball and you just kind of run with it and I think that's kind of just what I did yeah. just what I did there um, but yeah but yeah going to going to Lubra on that on the basketball side um, yeah that that put into the tennis and would have, I I would have loved to carry on I mean I'm still I still talk to some of them guys on that Lubra team that I started with but. <clears throat> Obviously, you know, the books are Wednesdays for, you know, basketball and tennis being the same day, you know, mm. it, it just wasn't just wasn't possible. Yeah. You know, you said you had to, in some games, serve underarm. Is that, yeah. was that like a rule for Bucks tennis? Because I've, I've never nah, seen Bucks tennis. Nah, not, not at all. Like, Bucks tennis is like exactly the same as normal, same rules. But uh, yeah. I had had a couple of issues with my shoulder. Um, oh, in my, right. In my, while I was playing pro and, you know, so it, it wasn't perfect when I was uh, playing some of these uh, matches at, u- at university. So, um, yeah, some of them I did have to serve under underarm just to preserve preserve the pain, really. Oh, right. I thought you meant like you were serving underarm because the competition was so shit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Okay, cool. What was, the, what was the competition like, you know, in comparison to, you know, the pro circuit? Um, yeah, I'd be lying if I'd say it's it's like that, like yeah. the pro circuit. I mean, the pro circuit, I mean that the pro circuit is tough. Like the pro circuit is is a tough circuit, and there's a lot, of, a lot, a lot of very good players. Mm. Um, however, like there is there is there is good players in books. Uh, Sterling, Durham, all uh, tend to normally have you know good number one. So it's works as in. There'll be four on a team. So, like, if Lovebrook go to play uh, Durham, for example, it'll be four on a team. So, the number one will play number one, number two plays two, right. uh, three, three, four, four. And so, you get one point for that. Um, and then after that, you play two doubles. So, the number one can play with number four or number one can play with number two. And you'll play double match so if you if so if number one plays with number two then number three will play with number four against whoever they choose um but yeah like durham sterling they've they tend to always have pretty good uh pretty pretty good number ones um a lot a lot of these a lot of these guys are normally like either professionals or ex-professionals you know looking to them further education yeah. so like some of these guys are are like were similar to me, you know. What I mean, like uh, off off the tour, whether even some of them choose to still be touring, they just uh, like to get the education on the side. Right. Uh, so I think overall the standard isn't like uh, it isn't up to the tour level, but there, there there's players in there um, that are that have serious levels. So there, there are games you'll play that have some serious like the level will be seriously higher. Makes sense to be fair. So yeah, so you sign with Loughborough um, and end up, you know, signing with Leicester Riders and um, giving their, you know, their partnership. Um, yeah. So what was it like, you know, your first few months uh, making that jump from D1 to the BBL? It was a jump for sure. I can't even, I can't even lie to, lie to you about that. Uh, yeah, and but the biggest jump for me, it, it was, it wasn't, 
anything physically. Obviously, there were so many things physically, like, you know, shooting, dribbling, passing, whatever, that I can get better at. But probably the biggest thing for me was just uh, understanding probably the game, like where to be on defence and stuff, you know, like especially taking that um, them years out. I, I guess I kind of missed that vital learning, that learning stage of all them stuff. But, you know, I had a... I came in. I came into the Riders with, and they had a crazy team with um, who they have. They was so it was like Drew Sullivan, Pierre Hampton, Taylor King, Shane Walker, Eric Robertson, Tyler Bernardini, uh, missing P- Andrew Andy Thompson. I'm missing people out, cause, and I really don't want to miss people out because <laughs> like, everybody on the team like it was it was crazy. Like they they took five off to put a new five on and. Any given day, like that second five might be better. Like you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. crazy. Well, uh, um, I think that's about it. But yeah, so like we I had so many people on our team from like various different backgrounds. As in our, the Brandon Clark point guard coming from Santa Clara. Um, you know, he was, he was you know he was very much a point guard. Point guard read the game from someone like Drew Sullivan, who's like. Like what can I really say? You know what I mean? Drew Sullivan, like experience. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't really exactly. You know, what I mean? so, so there was people on that court that like knew the game like unbelievably well, and just to be literally in that environment. Like, I didn't really play that year, but just to be in that environment, being able to like just turn up to training, and every day like just get shouted at by people for doing things wrong. Like mm. you just look, you like I just learned so much that year. It was actually a blessing being able to, you know, kind of do that for for the riders because the amount the the amount I learned that learned that year definitely put me in good stead. Um, moving moving on in my basketball. Was there any, um, I guess, you know, frustration um, in terms of you know going from being you know the franchise player at, at Derby to you know not rarely playing any minutes uh, in your first season? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it wasn't wasn't anything like you know. Uh, coming from Derby, you know, to here kind of thing. It, was, it wasn't anything like that that got mm. me a little bit um, twisted. I think just being a playing sports and being, uh, you know, a sportsman or whatever, I think you always go from somewhere to somewhere, you know, like whether it's basketball, you go from, you know, being the best in the club to now National League, to now being best in National League, I'll be best in the country, best, you know, I, mean, I think there's always someone or something, you know, to attain. So, you know, mm. even coming out of Derby or leaving Derby or being at Derby, you know, I always knew like there's there's so much more like, there's so much more ahead. So it was, it was never it's never about that. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's always there's always frustration when you don't play. Yeah. Um I don't I don't want to say my frustration wasn't at anybody in particular. Like it wasn't uh my frustration wasn't you know at anybody, you know, like like I said, like I knew I knew the level of team we had. Like yeah, yeah. That, that team was that team was crazy. However, did I personally believe that I think that I could f- fit in the team and you know do a job? And yeah, I I did. But at the same time, like you can never, you can never because it's not it's out of my control. You know, like I can't control mm. the choice of that. But um, I just tried to you know control what I could control and that's learn as much as I can at practice. I'm making sure I'm ready and sure enough and ready to uh, be called upon if need if I was called upon during every game and that, that's that's just what I tried to focus to do, just make sure I was ready for for any opportunity that came and if it did come try and take it and if it wasn't just what could I do for the next week to be ready for next game. Yeah, no that's that's good man. And you know I touched on it on um one of my earlier episodes, you know, about as a basketball player, I think it's important that you have you get that experience. You know, being on a team where you know you're the main guy, you're the you're the go-to guy, maybe one of the main guys, and you have that experience, having that responsibility, where like you know the result ultimately depends on how you play, and also yeah. getting that experience of you know being a role player and you know impacting the game off the bench. You know, I think that all contributes to you know being almost a complete player. Where like yeah. you know you're you're comfortable for yourself you know you're comfortable, you know coming off the bench and and doing your bit and you're comfortable if your team needs you to play thirty thirty five minutes you know you can do that you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's I've always I've always thought like just not even not even basketball but you know I, I watch a bit of football and I've always I've always the 
that I guess like the build up I've always thought whether it's better to, you know, to be maybe at a smaller place where you are you're kinda of, you know, the guy you get, you know, a lot of you got get a lot of minutes, you get a lot of touches, you get a lot of shots or maybe it's better to be at maybe like a stronger uh place growing up where there's maybe you get a bit less of that but you know there's better competition but you get less shots. I've always thought what's uh you know, kinda of what what's better and yeah, I I don't really know. I think obviously it's uh, it's one of the I don't think anyone knows exactly but I think I was I def- definitely got got that you know definitely I was able to probably shoot a lot at Derby or you know mm. do um bit, have a, had a bit bit more of a longer leash at Derby and I, but I, that's normal obviously coming to a new team which is not only a, in a higher league but you know they were obviously I can't don't know for sure but they're either you know top three at the time obviously went on that went on a great great run since then so it wasn't like I was coming into a team either that maybe weren't succeeding. You know, I was coming into a team that was succeeding well and yeah. they were playing, they were playing good ball and winning games. So no, you, I mean you touched on a good point. You know, with regards to you know which one's better, is it good to be you know the big fish in the small pond or the small small fish in the big pond in terms of like development? Yeah, that's that's I actually f- an interesting point. Um, I feel like it might be a bit on personality as well. Like, yeah, different personality types might suit better in different places and that yeah. that might breed their success a bit better than maybe another place but yeah. I've, thought, I've thought that for a bit just generally like just as in team sports or yeah, yeah. you know what's, actually, what's, what's better for actual you know development yeah like I, I, I see sides of both arguments yeah, so. yeah 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 no me too man me too um particularly for other sports you know i think like especially like football like but yeah. i think i think the main the main thing I think um, again is getting that experience of doing both because unless you're you know unless you're all worldly talented where whatever yeah. team you go to you're, you're going to be the guy you know chances are you're going to go end up in a position especially when you're young where you're not the guy and you have to you know adapt to being a role player and it's crazy because a lot of players are re- a lot of really really good players can't do the role player thing they can't come off the bench and you know mentally they can't accept. You know, being a being like a role player. You know what I mean. You see it all the time. You see guys quit playing basketball because of it, which is a shame. And I think again, like like you said, man, like you could you can make a case for either or, man. But so yeah, let's talk about Leicester. Um, you were part of the you know the riders team that uh, that went to play in Europe. Um, yes, let's yes. talk about that. How do you feel uh, you guys fared um, playing? Or in the I think it was a FIBA Europe Cup you guys played in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How do you feel you 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 performed and and in terms of the standards? How would you compare you know the teams you played against to you know the teams you play against in the BBL? Um yeah, I mean yeah, they are good teams. You know, I mean we play like Cesari and like you know in Italy who they ended up winning the whole thing. Played you know some hung, 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 Hungarian teams and the, the, like they were good. I mean it was unfortunate that you know as a as a team we didn't come away with a victory. But I mean, like there was a few, there were some games, you know, where we were where we're there. Um, it's it's difficult to go into, you know, like a like a tournament like that, and you know, do 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 something, you know, straight away. Um, it, it is difficult, and the teams we the teams we came against, you know, they they were good teams. Like Cesari won it, and they finished second in our group. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. we did have we did have a tough group, but um, unfortunately, to be honest, I didn't really get to play many of them games. So, actually, I guess a lot of my opinions and all all, all of that kind of stuff is uh, uh, actually playing the game, but just like watching it and being you know there on the court or oh, being with the team. But we we had good players. They had good players. They're good players. Um, some of them games, like I said, they were they were they were there to be won, and we just, we couldn't quite get over the hurdle. But the actual experience as a whole, it, it was a great experience. It was good to be able to uh, just see like. I guess like the, you know, kind of like the next, you know, the next level, and then what what's there? Like, how how good are they? Just just for a per, just pers- personally, just to be able to put that next level, because you know you, you see the, you see the NBA guys all the time and stuff. But me personally, I, I haven't really seen too that much uh, experience in like FIBA and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. you know, to actually see them see them guys and see them play and all that kind of stuff, and just see what they do, just. Um, was a great experience for me. Like, put um, put stuff in my mind and gave gave me confidence. You know, just kind of to you know keep working hard and keep pushing. So, yeah. hopefully, hopefully one day I'm able to put myself in a position where um, 
next time anything like that does come around, I'm, I'm kind of a, one of the people they want to be uh, on the floor. Yeah, no, no doubt, man, no doubt. Have you ever have you thought about you know you know life after basketball and and what you want to pursue? Nah, not it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Like post sports, like for a lot of a uh, lot of sports people, it's something that people don't really think about massively during their time in sports, you know. But uh, like currently, I'm still I'm doing my masters now at Liverpool University still, so currently doing that. Hopefully, uh, touch wood, everything goes well with that. Hopefully that'll put me in like you know a good situation to move on move on into the working life that nine to five life. But as into exactly like what kind of like place I'd like to be at, I'm not really sure. Like I'd I think I'd like to you know stay stay in a sports say in sports whether it be you know like you know, sports managing or you know you know what I mean like maybe not yeah. not hand on sports but you know maybe backroom sports kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean. Hopefully, like this. Hopefully, this masters and you know the degree I've got from the university will put me in like a place where it opens a couple of doors for me, and then you know after that, obviously, it's you know down to myself. So yeah. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that stage. I mean, it's, it's it's like a new, it's a new hurdle, new obstacle, like full of like completely different challenges. So yeah, I'll be ready for it for when it comes. But touch wood, hopefully that ain't gonna come for a little while. Yeah, I'll have a couple. Hopefully, I'm, I'm gonna have a few more years left in me. Yeah, no, no doubt, man, no doubt. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for you know coming on and doing the interview. Um, you know, I've... pleasure, man, pleasure. Yeah, man. Um, I'll uh, put your social medias, you know, on the in the description and stuff, so people can follow you um, if they want to follow you and whatnot. Yes, um, yes. And yeah, man, stay safe. Um, Appreciate that. Look forward to seeing you, you know, back on the court. Um, you you decided if you're re-signing with Leicester, or is that still? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who who knows what's happening next year? Just with like every, everything which is going on in just the league itself, you know what I mean? Like mm. who knows? So, so it's hard to say. Yeah, but uh... yeah. Alright, man. Appreciate, it, man. Take care. Uh, right, stay safe. I will do. You All too, right. man. Alright, my guy. Alright, so. Uh...